Today's noon speaker is Andrea Cohn. She holds a Master of Fine Arts from the University of Iowa. She's currently the director of the Writer's House at Merrimack College and the Blacksmith House Poetry Series in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Her works appeared in The New Yorker, The Atlantic, The Three Penny Review, many others. She's received a Penn Discovery Award, um, Glimmer Trains Short Fiction Award, and several fellowships at the McDowell Colony. Her poetry collections include Furs Not Mine, Kentucky Derby, Long Division, The Cartographer's Vacation, and her most recent work, um, the book of poems you walked by on your way into the room, Unfathoming, from which we will hear selections today. Some of you may recognize her. She is a member here as well, which is always a delight to us to welcome. And with no further ado, please join me in welcoming Andrea Cohn. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for being here. Hey, Rich. Um, so, yeah, it's, wow, this is some, a, a place to read. Uh, it's a little daunting, but I'll get used to it. Um, thank you all for being here. Thank you to the Athenaeum for having me. And as I was telling some people, this is a place where sometimes I would come and write poetry, but it's a little daunting. I think if you had a broom closet here, um, I might be able to, you know, find some poems in there. Um, I'm going to read a few new poems first, and then some poems from uh, my book. And uh, this is called In the Car with a Theoretical Physicist. It's hard to hear, not because she's theoretical, but because of the dark matter between us. What takes up space but won't engage with light. My jacket is black, she says, tugging on it, because it absorbs light. My muffler is loud, and our being here together or anywhere, highly unlikely. Now she's on a plane. On a plane. Now I'm at a table in Madrid. People are always leaving. We could call the five or six mass extinctions mass migrations, but still, they'd be sad. Everything moves too fast into the past and future. It's hard to keep up, hard to not try to disguise my voice and call into the radio station when the special guest is the theoretical physicist. Hard not to ask, what should we do if we stumble into a black hole? Duck and cover? Roll with it? I'll take my answer with a stiff drink, I say. And she laughs, which may be the only response adequate to all this falling. I, I read that for the first time the other night and, uh, and said that given where we are, I would say that the physicist is Lisa Randall, and if you've met her, she can be quite intimidating through no fault of her own. Uh, big, big brains do that. Um, and we were riding in the car and we talked about poetry and it was fine. This is called Mantle. I have on my mantle a jam jar filled with nails. Everything I love has burned down but I still have my mantle and my nail aquarium. I still have my fire. 
So I'd like to read new poems. This is one from today. And the thing is, when you say you're reading a poem from today, it, there's just an immediate disclaimer, right? It could be awful, but, you know, it's from today. Bridge. Where there was one, now sky and river. Now me here and you where? And a cherry blossom that recalls evenings walking on water. Major to minor. Trains jump tracks and people from steep trestles leap. But mostly, it's the subtler shifts that hit us hard. The key to the city not quite fitting. The epiphany of twin beds where there was one, like two icebergs, no July knows what to do with. To ask you to hold your applause until the end. Self-portrait with eraser. I drew the eraser first because I knew it better than I knew myself. And because it had been around the block before me. And because it would, after having its way with me, rub up against everything I'd ever loved. Wrecking ball. Its offices are thin air. On days off, it still goes in. Wrecking balls are workaholics. They hang around up there. And even the idea of big sky crumbles. After the end. Listen, there were other ends, other reckonings. There were other one-size boots, one kick fits all. There were other dark days no night could mirror. Hear me out, if someone above the rubble can. Uh, I've got a, a lot of little poems. I mean, those are pretty little, right? But uh, I have some littler ones because I have to pay by the word. That was a joke. Um, but uh, I'm going to read some of the really small ones now. Night. Someone was talking quietly of lanterns, but loud enough to light my way. Just. That's my friend Danielle. You can come in, Danielle. I'll start over from the beginning. You missed the best ones. Just. Just imagining the branch as gallows makes it break. Light. It looked like something you could pick up, that dagger of light. He left it there, not trusting what he might do with it. On divinity, I believe in divine intervention. When the gods rush past, I tackle them. I've always been a little irreverent, I think. 
Danielle, I read a poem from today and you missed it. We work together. I'll read it to you tomorrow. Fellow traveler. She went everywhere with an empty suitcase. You never know when you'll need to leave swiftly with nothing. All night, the driving rain, where will it take us? Winter, the moths have sewn another hole into my sweater. Declarative, I give you broken things so you won't ask. Will this break? It will. It will all break, right? The new world. See something. Slay something. Announcement. The peonies will receive you now. That's it. Guide to becoming a human shield. Live near spears. Smoke signals. All of the above, but not for long. Establishing shot. The entry wound by which I knew you. Okay. One more short one. Hard. We wear hard hats at all times. Even manna has consequences. Uh, I should probably read from my new book. That's what you're supposed to do. Right? I'll do that. So, yeah, I like to say this is a pretty cover because my friend Jean designed it. Um, and the important thing about poetry books is that they have a, a pretty cover because you never know if people, how many people will read them. I mean, at least six will read them. Uh, this is called String Theory. But I'll, I'll read you the epigraph because I like it. It's by um, Dutch poet Godfried Bowmans. I'm bored to death. I can't go out because of the bad weather. I wish I were two little dogs so I could play together. String theory. It's not that complicated. String exists. It bundles beats or quartets together. Why should this be controversial? Because strings fray. They tangle. Because without thinking, I'm twisting my one string into a noose-shaped heart. My friend Scott likes this poem, so I'm going to read it. Poison Hotline. It's got one operator and two numbers. One harried taker of incoming whose job it is to listen and sound unalarmed, to first do no harm by recalling which number a caller at the end of her tether has called. One number offers antidotes for poisons taken mistakenly. The other instructs how to bake a bunt cake with hemlock. Keeping it straight is a lot to ask 
of one insomniac who on quiet nights dials one number from the other, taking turns as a certain injured party, practicing for when he gets back to the dark, still house and talks himself through it. What I did on winter vacation. I invented a wheel. It wheeled itself away. I invented another with much fanfare and much the same outcome. I'd invent mass production, but I couldn't bear their mass migration. I should write longer poems. These are all really short. But other people write long ones very well. This is called Abandoned House. Finally, a place I felt at home. A stone's throw from your home, and so much I could throw. Abandoned knives, banjo unstrung, the bland piano. Abandoned houses are full of what was, and up in the attic, a few spent bees in the windowsill still pulse their last urgency, having given up on flowers. The fall of lawless bodies, they fall up, a blizzard in reverse. You can't talk them down. Lawless bodies in their anti-gravity boots and mittens won't listen. But it only seems they're smitten with the stratosphere's glistening. Really, it takes all their lawlessness not to fall backwards. To lose you twice might break them. Task lighting. The miner's lamp brightens dark truths what we already knew. The working man never has enough hands or eyes. The candle in the garment district flickers, then flames out the third floor window on the skirts of a girl from Lawrence, Mass. Actual wattage may vary, depending on flames and incandescence, on the trajectory of men descending and women falling. There's a task for every light. It's the right sun rising and settling on the dimness of tenements we've yet to invent. Flow chart. You don't want to see your face on page one connected to other sweating mugs by yellow arrows and dollar figures depicted as sacks of gold and darkened profiles denoting undercover agents. In a sting operation, they set you up. They dangle the carrot of a tricked-out mirror. You do what you shouldn't. Unless money changes hands, it isn't a story, my first boss, Alberto, said. He'd come from Brazil with rain on his hands. Money changed them. I changed dollars into pennies to feel their heft, 
then change them back. I'm not worth the paper I'm lifted from. I steer clear of flowcharts because I'm prone to seasickness. I only want my face connected to yours in the hideaway lounge by a gate, by a vague gaze no undercover man can expose by a promise unspoken, unbroken. I don't really know what to make of that poem. I haven't read it in a long time. Forgive me. Um, let's see. This is called, uh, this is called Lit. Everyone can't be a lamplighter. Someone must be the lamp. And someone must in bereaved rooms sit, unfathoming what it is to be lit. Silence. Not an absence of blackbirds singing but an abundance of blackbirds listening. Slow thinker. Audiences love the slow thinker, not the frozen Rodin, but the flesh and bloodied one the tragedian in drag who gets kicked in the rear and hits the pause button before bawling. Timing is all in wowing the crowd. Cry when you see the kick coming or the moment the steel toe reaches you and you lose them. Abuse to be humor must come with a lag, as if the pain were paid for on installment, as if the pain came not from the kick, but from the slow boil of mulling it over. Buster Keaton was a genius of slow thinking. He did his own stunts, including a 17-year stint as a kid getting kicked on stage by dear old dad. Back then, they called the shtick vaudeville, before Buster and his mother called it quits, leaving pop to drop kick dead air, which got laughs for at Charlie Brown, but not Potter Keaton. Buster, dead panning, lived to make every man think he'd laughed at someone else until thinking a little longer on the sad sack, trying to build a house inside a tornado, until the anesthesia of the heart wore off and every man saw himself stumbling on. Still life with fast forward. I think this was in uh, Salamander, was it? Yeah, thank you, Jenny. Still life with fast forward. Because I want to know now, do the fruits ripen? Do we? Does someone fry up the fish? Did it die for no reason other than us gazing on its silver scales forever? Is there a forever? Are we in it? What I heard. She was talking about Ekmatova and Mandelstam, how there was only one egg. 
which she gave him. But what I heard was one ache. There was one ache, and they shared it. Uh, a lot of poems come from hearing things wrong. A lot of life comes from hearing things wrong or, you know, getting it wrong. And uh, Jean Valentine, a lot of you might know her poetry. She was reading a poem, and that's what I thought she said, but she said something else. Um, Station. If you'd asked as we sat in a spring rain of racing blossoms at the station, who do you love? I'd have said, I love the you already on the train. But that's a you who didn't ask. I loved her too. My raincoat opens doors for me. It holds a door open above my head. It's a door into the sky. The raincoat enters before me as a man through revolving doors at the Waldorf Astoria enters the past. My raincoat can say I love you more than technically possible or wise in pinecone and French, in dialects of people not yet invented. It says this in the language of smashed lamps and presto, the light reassembles. There's another door and another, and there's only one me and one raincoat and the peonies of doors that keep opening. My personal history. To guess it is to guess the number of jelly beans in the basket. And if you guess right or rightest, to win the jelly beans, which look like a rainbow cut up and packaged for express delivery, and guess what? You don't like jelly beans or rainbows, or you do, but you suffer from color blindness or diabetes. And you know that my personal history gets boring around page eight when I start to explain the scars, which are layered on top of all the other scars you've met. Some you won in a contest, some were consolation prizes. First prize is always the shoulder to sigh on. When I was six and immortal, Scott Blonder dared me to slide down the water slide into the kidney-shaped pool. If you do, he said, Coco the poodle will bite you. I did. Coco did. And Mrs. Blonder, with orange methylate, painted a butterfly on my left thigh. I can't show you the butterfly, but I can show you its flight pattern away. That's how things find their shape. There's a distance, and we get in line to funnel through it. You can guess how many of us line up at once, whether it's more or less than the number of terracotta warriors buried with their emperor. I saw those figures exhibited in Brussels last year, but they turned out to be replicas. And who wants to pay to see a replica of a replica? I've got mirrors. I've got a personal history with lint and layaway and oil fed mistakenly into a basement with a gas furnace. Things blow up. Why am I telling you this? Because dust is trying to colonize my empire. Because, because I still have a few sleeves to fill with tricks. 
because I want you to saw me in half in that French construction worker's outfit you have and then put me back together without letting on that you've never done this kind of thing before. I want this to be something we laugh about before it happens and afterwards, something to amuse the deep snows long after our coming and going. Overloaded. Sometimes there are jokes between poems, sometimes not. Sometimes coughing to break things up a little bit. Overloaded. Uh, this is for Edward Hogan, Elena Lisevich, and Konstantin Lisevich. It would have sufficed to say our names, the name of the lake, of those we leave behind. Yes, we took too much. Lunch, each other, the boy's toy bunny, the idea of traveling the stretch we didn't know Thoreau called a wild-looking sheet of water, a wilderness he crossed barely with the Penobscot guide in an eggshell of birch vessel. By now you've guessed how this ends. The numbing, the overturning, the churning. That the canoe was overloaded, as the newspaper states, is true. But to say so makes us seem more culpable than human. Who among the living pushes off without surplus, without the abundant conviction of paddling back? I'll just read maybe 60 more poems. It's an old joke. It makes people very nervous. What? They're short, yeah. It's not bad. Um, Maybe I'll read uh, three more poems. Uh, this, is, uh, this is called Registry. They asked for what they'd need, one cup and one plate. One day whose stunt double would be night and two miners' lights for when each was lost to the other. I wrote that for a friend's daughter when she got married uh, last spring. And they did, in their registry, they asked, for, they asked for one miner's light, which seemed like a really odd thing. And I asked them, why one light? And the, and the groom said, well, he sort of had two of everything for camping, but he only had one miner's light. So that's, that's where that came from. Um, cloud study. How do clouds learn to be clouds? They study what constable seeing them saw. Awe for sure, but also a falling away from any sense of earthly surface. Zero horizon. Skying, he called his hundred sketches. Think of the great Walendas stretching netless above gorges. A cloud learns not to look down. And, uh, okay, I'm going to read, actually, I'm going to read four more poems. 
because I think I still have some time. Everything. Everything was beautiful and nothing hurt, Kurt Vonnegut said. Everything was beautiful and nothing hurt, the girl slurred to the artist at the tattoo parlor. The world made flesh isn't fictional. It's beautiful. It hurts. To the woman going up the escalator at Columbus Circle at 5.30 last evening, you were holding a fortunate orchid. I was not the slob standing beside you. I was the slob behind. One who'd live happily on half an ice cube now and again to ascend once to a blue moon with you. You all know how you water orchids, right? Yeah, with an ice cube. I prefer to kill them, but yeah. (laughs) If we were to do it properly, we would do it that way. Um, Division of. You took the painting of the girl on the stair. You left the stair. You took the nail on which the girl in a pink haze hung. You left the hole in horsehair plaster and the crumbling that comes after. Um, And I'll read one more poem from the book and say thank you all for being here. Really, I don't usually be, I'm not, I don't usually be nervous, I was going to say. Something about this space, I just feel so comfortable, I don't know what to say. Um, This is called Naming the Animals. Rover Lucky Charles, like movie stars, the dogs and cats get one name. The children try naming the cows and pigs. Best not to, we say, not explaining the logic of attachment and slaughter. In in Warsaw, we're on a first-name basis with the dead. The memorial unable to contain the magnitude of erasure. So what we've got is the 400 names most commonly given and taken. Hannah, Alter, Malach. It's 1988. I'm standing inside the monument made to represent an open train car. The cars that took Oscar and Edda and Abel from the Umschlagplatz opened their doors to Treblinka. It's winter. I'm writing the names in a notebook I'll lose somewhere over the Atlantic. But the names aren't lost. Eliyahu, Rita, Selena. It's taken me 25 years to know what to do. Say them. Simcha and Reuben and Impish Pincus just beginning to name his animals. Thank you.